This is Michael, you're listening to Models of Masters, and I'm so grateful you're here. I'm breaking down personal stories, learned wisdom, and pieces of insight I hope can help you along your journey. Head over to my website, michaelbecker.org, for much more. And with that, let's get right into the show. episode, I sat down with Brandon Glover, aka DJ Bonix. Brandon is a graduate of the University of Pittsburgh, but these days he calls Las Vegas home. We've been connected now for a couple of years, so it was definitely time to sit down and learn more about his history in coming together with Wiz Khalifa and how that relationship has catapulted his career forward. You'll hear us talk about some of Wiz's biggest hits like See You Again and Black and Yellow, plus personal topics like the role music has played in his life, his personal expansion journey, and a lot more. Without further ado, here is the man behind the sound of Wiz Khalifa, Brandon, aka DJ Bonix. From the early on, I can remember my dad had a karaoke machine and, you know, um, my dad plays in a band and he's always playing instruments and, you know, music, Filipinos, you know, growing up parties and all this stuff is always music around. So I just think that um, soulfully, it's something that I, it's been a part of me and I always had an inkling to it. I always knew it. I always was drawn to like real soulful things and it kind of just to fast forward through it went from, you know, being around certain people in college who um, were in that culture, hip hop culture, and that kind of really propelled me to uh, try DJing and then being able to manipulate it. So I was at first I started like as a scratch guy and all that. And then uh, it became the college radio and then I was doing parties and then clubs and then mm-hmm. and so it just kind of grew from there. So, you know, it, I was a fan, you know, and that's really what it is that I was a fan yeah. first. And I think that's really building a, a core for something is just being a fan and then being able to be a part of it and then being able to um, really see the fruit of, you know, all the seeds that you planted. So, um, man, it, it, it took all the necessary steps. You went from the dark, deepest corners to basement parties, to radio, to internships, and, you know, and then being able to step on the big stage with Wiz and still doing it, you know, 25 years later and 15 years with Wiz, you know? And Ascension in, in general, I think has been a huge theme, I know, for in both of our lives. Right. Um, and, we don't have to dive super into the spiritual aspect, but I'm yeah. more curious for you in the material sense of that word. Um, what, what was kind of what? How did you how did you ascend through the different levels, or were there any were there any you know touch points of significance that you look back on and you say that was a huge pivot point? That was a huge um, moment. Is learning the value of like truly loving yourself, and it sounds so generic, but to exercise that and to really um, put those exactly to exercise that trial and error and understand that like we're always going to go through this that's right. never going to change and I think that social media have brought us to a place where we think like imagine waking up every morning and opening your phone and you're either in a place of if I'm not perfect they're going to scrutinize me and that's mm-hmm. kind of where we're at right now and so i really am open to this self-development understanding ourselves our character and how we go through the hard things is way more important than actual what those hard things are um because now when you look back at things that were hard you're like damn i was crying over this i was you know so i think the ascension really comes with 
finding the right tools, understanding what those tools are, and and really building like a solid foundation. For me, it's like five things that I right now that are like important to me, you know, health, wealth, financial, spiritual, and relationships. And yeah. I ask myself, uh, maybe daily, but like, do I feel free? 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 And I think that's a very helpful meter, if you will, um, that helps me gauge where I'm at. And right now, obviously it's easier to say this when you're older, but not everyone finds this at, they find it at different ages. Like I feel free in a lot of these places. So I think that ascension comes from really just doing both, man. There's rules that we have to follow, you know, being in this, being in this like regular paying taxes, all this. And then there's also like the rules that you create uh, and, you know, tools are really important for that. So I wanted to ask you about that actually against the backdrop of this, of all of this craziness that's going on in the world right now, what does music do for you? And like, what, how, how do you find, yeah, I'll just leave it at that. What does music yeah, do for you? Well, so for me, music now is a little bit differently than it was before for a long time. Well, first of all, music, it started as a passion. It right. turned into a passion that has now helped me with, to pay for like to live. I think at some point music got so too, you know, like I had to keep up with everything that I got to a point where I just like either sit in the car, I don't listen to anything. Mm -hmm. um, or I listen to podcasts more so, so than ever, because I don't know, you know, I have a love and hate relationship with music because sometimes I have to know these songs or don't. So, but I would say right now I'm exploring new things <coughs> with this new brain and new habits and consciousness and now consciously choosing what I want to do with it, which yeah. I think is important. So a good example is I do it recently. It's only, I've only been doing it for five months. I do a jazz show on public radio at UNLV and they don't really pay me. It takes my time every week, but I'm, but I look at it as like, all right, I spend a good percentage of my time playing music. That's kind of low vibrational because that's what's hot right now in the clubs, yeah. like whatever. Yeah. But, and that's okay because guess what? I like to watch Scarfaces and movies. Like, so I, I kind of put it under that. But what is the output that is positive and what is the output that is pushing high vibrational stuff? And so that's where I am with music now is, oh, I'm music is, I'm, you know, I was just on tour with Wiz. I'm about to go to Brazil. That's all still surrounding with music, but it's taking a different, it's taking a different role because now I'm in places where, you know, I'm working with a, dispensary that I'm able to help people in my culture, DJs and music now get them uh, resources through cannabis or whatever for, you know, to help get to the paths that they want to go. So right now music is like the vehicle, you know what yep. I'm saying? I wouldn't say that right now. I'm like, I go home when I have a hard day and I listen to this and it, Nah, man, I built a whole life around it. So it's just like a best friend or a family. You're always not always connecting with it, or I might be connecting with different type of friends at the moment or so, uh, but music, man, I, and that's the beautiful part about that is that I wouldn't have had any of the success if it wasn't me diving into what that passion was. And, uh, it was music, you know, how is, how do you think Wiz's music has changed when given your impact and how does he view or does he view expression of himself spiritually with his music? Do you have any perspective on that? Yeah, I mean, dude, just watching this man grow from 16 year old right. 
to, you know, might have gotten arrested for weed to this guy's not a good role model because of the weed to now this guy has legal Khalifa Kush in all of these cities and some of it may be helping people medically and just watching a young person of color even do that. And so spiritually though, Wiz is a great guy. And Mm -hmm. really he's been on, he's quit drinking in this recent times and I kind of has been taking a lot of mushrooms and and just watching how he moves, man, this guy really is aware. I mean, he's a superstar for a reason. It's not by any accident. And I feel so lucky to be in his sphere of influence. You know, I feel so lucky to be on that team. You know, even his song, I guess they celebrated maybe eight years of See You Again recently, or maybe it was a decade already. Yeah. Uh, and that song alone, you know, it's been a long day without, like that's helped a lot of people cope with loss. And to be the guy behind it, I don't take that lightly with those big energy exchanges, you know, like make some noise and getting that back, man, I'm a product of, of my environment. And, uh, you know, we're going to, we're going to keep going. You know what I'm saying? So how did you guys meet? Talk about the evolution of your relationship and how it's led to where you're at now. Yeah. I mean, honestly, it was exactly what it's supposed to be. Like I was a proponent of Pittsburgh hip hop culture. I supported it. I tried to be a part of it. I tried to create it. And when I met a really good friend of mine, his name's Eric Dan. He is Wiz's main engineer and producer. He had a studio and Wiz was kind of interning there. And and that was it. And it was like, hey, I fuck with him too. Mm-hmm. I mess with him too. So I'm going to support Wiz. And then, you know, I, I wasn't his first DJ, but I actually was like on on the radio and all that stuff, playing his stuff as a 16, 17, 18, 19 year old. Right, right. And then it was just the right moment where, you know, the world is definitely wild i was working for radio at the time i could feel like oh man all the forces against me not to be there or to leave and then risk and reward wiz asked me to be on tour with them i had to quit my full-time job benefits like that was a dream job for somebody i was afternoons on the radio music director for iheart radio in pittsburgh yeah. but i knew i knew that i was like no no risk no reward i want to travel the world who is wiz khalifa most people were like you're leaving this for wiz what is a wiz khalifa uh, and here I am, you know, 15 years later with Wiz. And um, I love, you know, right now he, he's got a song that's called Peace and Love. And and I don't even have to explain that to really have anyone understand that that's what he's doing right now amongst this whole space where there's a lot of demonic vibes or sexual. And, you know, look, he's not free from uh, ass shaking song and a weed song. But, you know, the fact that he has the capacity to be like, let me put a song out about peace and love and make sure that be the main message when I perform is, you know, when I say peace, y'all say love and smoke yeah. some weed, you know what I mean? Right. So I think he's really embodying what festival culture is, which is let's bring people together and make them feel good, not let's bring people together and agitate them, you know? And I think uh, he's right on and I'm really proud of that guy. Yeah, man. I remember when I, I first discovered Wiz and his music and I always talk about the soul of of things and the soul of his music, man. Like the first time I found him, I was like, "There's a there's a unique mixture here. Uh, you have some Bob Marley vibes just with right. his energy, and right. and you have some Snoop vibes as far as like the whole weed and, and right. cannabis aspect of it. And but he's a great rapper, man. And then the melodies and the beats. Right. Um, and I remember when Black and Yellow came out, I was like, "Oh my God, this song." Like that's on slab, man. I was playing that for a good half decade. Just well, it was crazy when they played that song for me for the first time. Yeah, you know, I was like, 
living in Pittsburgh. So, and I was uh, definitely about, you know, because Steelers were winning, you know, like they were just a great team. And, and it's just so, in Pittsburgh, just that whole sports culture is so, um, it's just amazing. But when they actually played me the song, I was like, this is dope for like, yeah, black and yellow for Pittsburgh. But why would anywhere else in the world be like black and yellow? So True. truthfully, I was a skeptic about that being the first single. And then, you know, here you go. Everyone damn near had a remix to it. So, um, hey, man, that's when I can appreciate myself and be like, oh, I don't I can't call them all. Did you ever have a chance to meet any other not necessarily even Pittsburgh musicians, but other other big name people through working with him? Yeah, I mean, you know, I was already doing interviews like because I was on the radio. So I have a pretty good uh, consistent radio career. So that's why sometimes I like to say and I don't even say this to be, be cheeky or whatever, but like I was on I'm also older, eight years older than Wiz, but I was on mm -hmm. in Pittsburgh kind of before he was on. Mm -hmm. Uh, but, you know, my platform was radio and hip hop shows. So I was able to get him as a young 15, 16 year old to perform at these things and as a supporter. And that's what it is. It's like I didn't buy my way into this situation. Like I put my money on me as far as skill set and all that, you know, uh, and I'm just his DJ. Like I've helped him get some beats and this and that. I'm not you know, I've been in the studio with him, but I'm not saying that's out of the question. We got a whole other life to live. But as of now, I'm. I love being an instrument in whatever community. I've lived in a handful of cities the last few years. And so that to me is just as important as, you know, if I was a producer with him, I just, my personality is a, a little bit more um, built right now for to be social and to kind of be out there, you know. For sure. What, so I guess my last question for you, like, what do you see as the future for you? And what, where do you want to take your music going forward? I mean, right now it's like mm, the music is the vehicle, right? So I'm in a great space where I was, and, I, and I'm not saying this is in an extreme, but I'm going from a cater to to caterer, mm. which I think is cool when you are, when you're um, getting older, I guess we say, you know, and I don't even know if getting older is, but just like when you're going down deep in the journey, I find less, um, I don't really care if my name's on the flyer, if, if my thing, like, you know, I'm more so of like, yo, let me be a cog in whatever's in front of me. And if that takes the role as the star or the main bitch, the main character, or right. whether I'm the side character or the side bitch, I'm going to play the best side character, or I'm going to play the main character, or I'm going to play the best, you know, I'm, you know, if I'm watching performances and the DJ say, put your hands up, I'm going to do that for that DJ because I want the same for myself. So yeah. I think whatever part of the machine you're in at the moment, whether you're making the coffee or drinking the coffee, uh, I think you're really just, I'm just trying to be the best coffee drinker or the coffee maker, you know? That really resonates for me right now uh, for, for personal reasons. But something I've always preached is that the soul doesn't care what you're doing. It only cares about who you're being through sure. that experience and the way you're expanding through the catalyst that it throws your way. And, Man, just hearing a little bit about your story is super inspirational. So thank you. Yeah, it's cool. You know, and it, it, there is a point, the humanity point of it too, is that like, it's fun, nav it, it sounds scary, but like, it's fun navigating life after what you think, you know, a lot of people are like, what you think your success was like, you know, a good, a best way to have an analogy is like the high school quarterback, right? Like the guy who had it all then you know ironically you see some of the people that were like popular in high school right. not really doing it so i think it's about understanding the and here's the best way i can describe it for everyone is like 
when they say so let's talk since we're talking about music real quick and i'll try to make this brief if you know what a waveform looks like it looks like this right it yeah. also looks like it also looks like a heartbeat right what i realize is that in sound if it was all peak it would sound distorted mm-hmm. if it was all valley it'd be silence right so it's necessary to have a beautiful sound to have peaks and valleys fluctuation when you turn the peaks and valleys upside down the peaks become the valleys and the valleys become the peaks absolutely so i love to look at that analogy as like you can't have a song without that perfect peak and valley like this if you want all peak it's not going to sound it's not going to be clear if you want all valley it's just going to be silence so i just feel like we got to keep that in mind as we go through you know it is the yin and yang it is just being able to be a i've been using the word surfer a lot because it's like yo i got to surf these waves we all know bro we're going to be faced with anything we're going to lose friends i'm going to lose you one day we're going to lose each other the world is getting weird so it's about how we go through it not what we go through because you know i can't tell you what's going to happen to us but i do know that there'll be a storm but how i get through that so i really feel like that and and that music got me to that point and to be able to put it to speak out about it in a way that helps me understand that again we think we're living in a world that is i pick up the phone look how perfect everyone is oh no if that person's not perfect people if i'm not perfect people might scrutinize me but listen man i welcome the mistakes the last way i can say this is and i've never heard anyone say this before is the best way i can describe it is you have to shit your favorite food out right and that's the beauty of it is that you may love what's going in and it's going to come out and it's not going to be beautiful so our whole lives we have to deal with you know just the 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 peak in the valley so yeah um, i went through some dark shit in the last few of a, a few years ago that really helped me get to this place now and so it's all about being grateful it's all about um understanding that any sort of low moment is just a debt to the blessings you know what i mean bombs <laughs> bonix i i appreciate your support you've been following me for a while and and likewise and excited to see the work that you do in the matrix and in in music going forward yeah, i appreciate you i love seeing how what your journey is i mean i went back you know after discovering you and i went back deep and listened to every one of your things and I do respect the work that you have done uh as a light worker and all that and I do see the major pivot that everyone is is like we could sit here and talk about um everything that is working against us or you we could start building the blocks that are going to help people and I really think that's the overall um that's the overall kind of change for people like you who and everyone who was like exposing whatever they had to but now it's like no 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 let me focus on the community and get them there versus i'm going to change the whole world you know so i respect that and everything you're doing in that yeah yeah i totally agree i think there's so much to be said for starting small and starting on the micro before you can go macro and realistically right now you know right. it's it's hard it's hard to it's hard to jump to touching hundreds of thousands or millions you know even in a 90 day or half a year period like you got to start small with community build your niche and then go from there which is exactly what you've done yeah. so i love that man um well, thank you man people... 
Where go can ahead. people go to to find out more about you and to follow you? Hey man, follow me at DJ Bonix, um, DJ B O N I C S, Twitter, Facebook, Instagram, and uh, you know I had the, the the blue check before on Twitter, but I'm not going to pay for it. So um, this is who I am, and I really appreciate you, man. I know I, I could probably go on for hours, uh, but uh, keep keep uh, pushing the good shit, man, and follow my adventures, man. I, I don't know what happens next, uh, but uh, I promise to keep it interesting. Awesome. I appreciate you, man. Cool. Michael, man, thank you. Thank you so much for listening. If you enjoyed this episode, please be sure to subscribe, rate, and review as I'm trying to spread these insights to as many people as possible and everything helps. Also, connect with me on Instagram at workwithmichael. You can navigate to my link tree to find more resources and to check out other programs and content. That's it for this episode. Thank you so much for listening. My book, Content Capitalist, is on sale now. Grab your copy by visiting my website or tapping the link in the episode description. I also just released the online learning portal, which expands on what I share in the book. This includes four hours of edited, captioned video tutorials and trainings, plus dozens of downloadables and templates. Between the book and the e-academy, you're going to be equipped to literally blow your revenue targets out of the water and eviscerate your competition this year, all by putting content at the core. Please subscribe to the podcast, rate, review, comment, and share all the things. And hit me up on LinkedIn if you'd like to connect. I am here to serve you. And that's it. I will see you in the next episode.